Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number 17. My name is Dale Lott Jr. And you're listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. Alright, let's jump right back into it. We're right in the middle of discussing the three benefits of saturating your heart with God's specific word for your life. In the last episode, we discussed the first benefit. It allows you to judge everything in your life according to your purpose. The second benefit, it hastens the arrival of your spouse. And I've said this in previous episodes, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, a lot of this information comes from my first book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. So sometimes you will notice that I am trying to include everybody because this information can be used by all. But some things definitely has a male slant. So just bear with me. It's still beneficial for everybody involved. It's just the way that I worded it. So I just want you to begin to look at it. From the other side and see how you can implement this in your life as well and how you can use this knowledge to determine as well if you should be walking with someone. So I said the second benefit is it hastens the arrival of your spouse. Genesis 2.16. Let's start there. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree in the garden, you may freely eat. Verse 16. Excuse me. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Notice God spoke a word about a wife at the same time that he spoke Adam's purpose. In Genesis 1:27, it says male and female. He created them. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them. Eve was a part of the required personnel according to the blueprints of Adam's life. She was written on every page just like Adam. They shared the same purpose. We didn't see Eve right away because Adam had to become full of the word concerning a wife, meditating and pondering what would be suitable. But at the moment he became full, God allowed him to dream. Look at Genesis 2, 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Now, why is that? The answer to that is found in Ecclesiastes 11 and 3, where it says, if the clouds are full, they empty themselves upon the earth. And look also at Matthew 12, verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. The reason why Adam had to become full of it first and then at the moment that he was full, God allowed him to dream is because what he was full of had to come out of him. God was confident the image Adam would dream or produce would be in line with the purpose he had for him. Adam meditated on that till it shaped his desire. 
Psalms 37 and 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, when you look at that, that word delight means make yourself pliable. So now I'm being humble before God. God, you lead me. You shape me. You mold me. And then when it says he shall give you the desires of your heart, not only shall he give you what you desire, but he shall put in you. He's going to give you these desires. The scripture says it is him that works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So he puts the will or the desire in you. And then he puts the do in you, the action in you, uh, the corresponding action in you. He causes it to be carried out. So by meditating on this word, Adam's desire is shaped and his desire is active while he slept. And not many people realize that, that even while you're sleeping, your desire is working. Job 29, 19, it says, my root is spread out to the waters and the dew lies all night on my branch, on my branch, on my process of harvesting, meaning that water that is on the branch is causing harvest to take place. It's still nurturing and nourishing that branch so that fruit begins to grow. So while Adam is sleeping, his desire is producing images that are flowing out of his heart as a harvest. And this happens because the heart never stops producing what it is full of. And so we go back to what are you going to fill your heart with? Are you going to fill your heart with Thoughts, words, and images that tell you there are no good men or that uh, you are such a nice guy that women don't want you or, you know, you're. it's not time for me to get married because God's not ready for me to get married and I don't know if I'm good enough yet. Uh, why is it that all of these women who they haven't done half the good things that I've done. Why is it that they found somebody and I haven't found somebody? And Lord, I don't know what it is. I, I guess I'll hold on until you bless me. But Lord, it's hard out here. Are you going to meditate on the lack that you see with your physical eyes? Or are you going to meditate on the word of God? Because think about it. When Jesus walked on the water, Peter saw him and said, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come. And Jesus says, come. And Peter steps out on the water and begins to walk towards Jesus. He had his eyes on Jesus and the sufficiency of Jesus and the authority of Jesus. But he started to notice the wind and the waves all around him. He started to notice the circumstances of life around him and he began to sink. When you pay more attention to what is going on around you, you begin to sink because now that is what your attention is giving given to and whatever you focus on that's what you're going to produce so you need to focus on the word of God putting the word of God in your heart fellas it's not good that man should be alone that should be your meditation I will make him a helper comparable to him ladies the word of God says that he sets the solitary in families God has not forgotten any of you. And it is beyond your own qualifications because the Bible says that uh, uh, God has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light. He's qualified you. You don't have to qualify yourself. You just need to get in the word of God, put it in your heart for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
And the Bible tells us that the righteous will be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. So what you speak forth is what is going to satisfy you. That's what's going to be prevalent and evident in your life. But what you speak forth is going to be based off of what you have on the inside of you. What you have on the inside of you is going to be based on what you've deposited in you. And what gets deposited in you is that which you that with which you spend the most time. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. So you're trying to bring forth a wife. You're trying to bring forth a husband that is in line with God's purpose for your life. You need to put his purpose in your heart and keep his promise about finding a mate in your heart and allow it to flow out of you. So once Adam had gotten full of this image, he produced, excuse me, full of this word. He produced the image that was Eve. Once that happened, God was able to take out his rib and create or build Eve. Genesis 2, 22. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. So what was Adam's response in all of this? Verse 23. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Notice Adam was not surprised to see her because she looked just like the image he was dreaming of. So again, this goes back to having the mind of Christ. This goes back to having the Holy Spirit uh, revealing to us the things that God has freely given to us. This goes back to us not being confused, but we but we know what is for us. Why? Because what is for us looks like what is on the inside of us, what we've been dreaming and meditating about. So when we see that which we that which we have meditated on, we aren't surprised. We aren't confused. But if you don't meditate on the word, then you have you don't have a blueprint on the inside of you. You don't have an image on the inside of you. And so you have nothing by which to judge what is before you or who is before you. But when you're meditating on that word, you're able now to compare them to the original. You know, there are uh, there are counterfeit experts for the Federal Reserve or Department of Treasury. And what they do is they're experts at recognizing counterfeit dollar, you know, dollar bills, the most common of which is a $20 bill. The interesting thing is they do not become experts on counterfeit bills by spending time with counterfeit bills. They become experts on counterfeit bills by spending time with the original. They become so acquainted with the original that they are able to instantly spot the counterfeit. And that's what I am suggesting you do today. You spend so much time with Jesus. You spend so much time with the grace of God, the word of God, God's purpose for your life. That you're able now to spot the counterfeit. And on top of that, by spending so much time with his word, spending so much time sowing the word of God in your heart about a mate, about his purpose for your life. 
harvest begins to grow. Because when you plant a seed in the ground and you continue to water that seed, keeping that seed in the ground, uprooting all of the weeds and things that would try to choke out that seed, harvest is, it's, it's a done deal. It's guaranteed. But it starts with putting the word in your heart. That's what you want to meditate on. That's what you want to focus on. Now, what did God use to build this woman, to build Eve? He used the rib, the blueprint, the purpose, the word of God, the wisdom for Adam's life. Fellas, the wife you are to have shall come out of the desires and the imagination, the substance of your heart. First Corinthians eleven seven. For a man indeed ought not cover his head since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. Now, that word glory is used primarily when talking about the nature and acts of God in self-manifestation. In other words, what he essentially is and does as exhibited in whatever way he reveals himself. Man is the self-manifestation of God. And when you bring forth a wife from your heart, you have revealed what is in you who you are so that everything that you need to know about a man, you can tell by looking at his wife, whether he chose to operate in faith or operate in fear, whether he treats her well or not. You can see what is in him. Genesis 2, 24 says, and they shall become one flesh. Fellas, your wife is the manifestation, the representation of who you are. I look at first Corinthians 11, 11 and 12. Nevertheless, neither is man independent of woman, nor is woman independent of man in the Lord. For as woman came from man, even so man also comes through woman, but all things are from God. God's intent is for you to bring forth a wife out of the design of his purpose for your life and then bring you into the fullness of your purpose through your wife. Women are king makers. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the, the, the story. If not, I'll tell you. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are eating at this restaurant. And it just so happened that the rest, the restaurant owner is someone that Michelle Obama used to date. And at one point, Obama says to her, you know, if you had married this guy, think about it. You'd have this nice restaurant. And she responds, no, if I married him instead of you, he'd be president and you'd own this restaurant. Women are kingmakers. But in order to receive this, this gift, you must first Fill up like a cloud and believe. Constantly feed on this word and believe. And ladies, you're doing the exact same thing on the, you're doing the exact same thing on your end. You're taking this word. You're putting it in your heart. You're filling yourself up with this word, becoming who God made you to be a kingmaker. Jeremiah tells us, you know, a woman shall encompass a man. That word encompass means to cause, to come about, to turn. So you are creating champions. You are directing and molding and shaping lives. Just as woman came from man, or excuse me, just as man came from woman, came out of woman. So also, see, I'm saying get wrong. Let, let, let me, let me go back and read it. Nevertheless, neither is man independent of woman, nor is woman independent of man in the Lord. For as woman came from man, even so man also comes through woman. Who a man is to be is through a woman. But you have to find that person that is of the same purpose. 
Because if it's not the person who's the same purpose, a woman will be trying to shape a man into something that he is not. And then when you find that this this guy that you're with, that you're trying to shape and mold is resisting you, you don't understand why. It's because the seed always knows what it is supposed to be. When you go to the store and you buy a, a bag of seed, there is a picture that shows what it's supposed to be. And when you're trying to shape someone in a manner that is not in accordance with that picture, they automatically resist, even if they don't know why. They may not know who and what they're supposed to be, but on the inside, their spirit knows. And there's a natural resistance that takes place. So it's going to be vitally important that you saturate your heart with God's word for your life. That will hasten the arrival of your spouse because what is in you has no choice. What's in you in abundance has no choice but to come out of you as a harvest. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Jr. And on Instagram, it's Dell.lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, abetterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit DellLot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak. You can find all the information on DellLot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day. And join me next time on A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. (laughs) 